Hello, beautiful souls. It's Kimberly, Virginia, your host of the Soulful Motherhood by Design podcast, where we go deep on all things motherhood. I'm a certified positive discipline parent educator, accredited life coach, human design specialist, and mother of two precious kiddos. Through inspiring conversations, I'll guide you on this soulful motherhood journey and help you to create peace in your home and your heart, raise kind and loving humans, all while living your soul's purpose. So let's get started. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of the Soulful Motherhood by Design podcast with me, your host, Kimberly Sloan. Before I get started on today's episode, I want to share with you a very exciting offering I have coming up that will begin in person here in San Diego on Friday, November 17th. This is so exciting, you guys. I've had this in the works in my brain and my idea funnel for such a long time and in coaching my mamas and doing healing sessions and human design readings, I've found that people are really craving being together, being in a group setting so that we can collaborate and have a tribe of like-minded mamas where we're learning and growing together. So I created this program called Reclaiming Motherhood, Discovering Your True Self and Strengthening the Mother-Child Relationship Through Human Design. We're going to kick off on Friday, November 17th with a half-day in-person workshop, but then we're going to continue through the end of February with bi-weekly Zoom connections where I will guide you and the group that we've connected with, the group that we've created together, sharing human design tips and tricks, positive discipline parenting hacks, and helping you to become your most authentic self. This is going to be chock full of transformation, up-leveling your life, and really feeling into the mother that you want to become, not only for your child, but for you, so that you're living the best life possible. Then we're going to conclude March 1st, beginning of March, spring is coming, transformation, hello, here we are, with a fun party to send us off, a retreat for you with relaxation, renewal, some surprises from me, and just some collective communicating and connecting around what we learned, what were our successes, what did we achieve, and where we're going from here. So this is an amazing opportunity for you not only to end out 2023 with a bang, with a real impact on your life, but then to carry it through January, February into the beginning of March so that you're not saying, okay, what's my new year goal? You can already dive into it well before most people do and then just carry that torch through to 2024. I'm so excited to offer this to you all. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can have more information about where, when, what, how, how much, what's the investment, and any other questions that you might have. I'm so looking forward to being with you all. This has been an idea I've been birthing for a while, and it's finally coming to fruition. So I will see you there. Tell all your friends. Okay, so now we're getting into October. This week's episode is all about the beauty of October. And I'd like to start here with a quote. In October, the veil between worlds grows thin and the magic within and around us becomes more tangible. October is a month of magic, of transformation and spiritual connections. 
There's an incredibly unique charm and energy of October. It's a month of transition. The colors of nature are changing all around us. There's a palpable shift in seasons felt by all. October really inspires a sense of wonder, of connection. So today, we're going to explore the depths of that wonder and how to embrace it to create your own magic within. So what exactly is it that's happening in October that feels so transitional and magical? For one, the changing of colors. One of the most striking features to me of October and many influencers alike (laughs) who are getting ousted out of Vermont. I don't know if you guys saw that, that Vermont's like, no more influencers, leave our town alone. I think that's so funny. We're just craving the colors. It's the transformation of the natural world, the lush greenery and the ripeness of summer gradually giving way to a kaleidoscope of warm, vibrant colors. Trees are shedding their leaves, painting landscapes in hues of red and orange and gold and amber. The sight of the falling leaves just really creates a sense of nostalgia and the beauty of impermanence. Then we think about the crisp air and the cozy atmosphere. October brings a change in the air. The temperature cools down, at least for most of us here in San Diego. It's 80 degrees today, but uh, neither here nor there. But there's a distinct crispness in the atmosphere. This transition encourages us to embrace sweater weather, even when it's 80 degrees in San Diego. Wear scarves, beanies, and boots and create a sense of comfort and warmth. It's a time when enjoying those hot pumpkin spice lattes and curling up with a good book or loved one feels especially inviting. It's harvest season. October marks the peak of the harvest season in many parts of the world. Farmers are gathering the fruits of their labor and farmers markets and stores are just brimming with fresh produce. This abundance is not only a celebration of nature's bounty, but also a reminder of the cycles of life and what really sustains us. It's a season of transformation. October is a month of change, transformation, It's a time when the natural world is really in flux. And this mirrors our own inner process of growth and introspection. The symbolic shedding of leaves on the trees all around us inspires us to let go of what's no longer serving us. Make room for new experiences and radical opportunities. It's a mystical and spiritually significant month. October holds particular importance in various and spiritual cultural traditions. It's often associated with the thinning of the veil between the physical and spiritual realms. This belief adds an air of mystery and heightened intuition to the month, making it a great time for introspection, connection with the unseen, and spiritual exploration. Ooh, can you see why this is my absolute favorite month? (laughs) It always has been, by the way. Um, And it's a preparation for winter. In many cultures, October is seen as a time to prepare for the approaching winter. People stock up on firewood, preserve food for the colder months, and complete their home improvement projects. This sense of preparation and planning can be both really practical and metaphorical, encouraging us to consider our own readiness for life's upcoming challenges and changes. 
There's festivals and celebrations. October is filled with all sorts of fun things and festivities from, you know, the autumn equinox to Halloween and Diwali, depending on cultural geographical context, of course. But these festivities bring communities together, fostering a sense of, you know, togetherness and shared tradition. October's charm really lies in its ability to capture the essence of change, transformation, and reflection. It offers a unique blend of the natural beauty around us, a cozy atmosphere, and a lot of spiritual significance that, you know, draws most of us, lots of people, into its enchanting embrace. So what exactly is this thinning of the veil we talk about in October? That's one of the things I want to focus on today amongst many other beautiful, magical things about October. But you might have heard this before, and I mentioned it, you know, in in what I talked about with October, this thinning of the veil, the spiritual connectedness. It's one of the most common things of October, especially in the spiritual world and in the history of October. It's the concept of the thinning of the veil and its significance in various spiritual and cultural traditions. So this is really meaning a heightened time of intuition or spiritual encounters. And the concept of thinning of the veil really refers to a belief that there are certain times or periods when the boundary between the physical world and the spiritual or metaphysical realm becomes much less distinct or more permeable. During these times, it's thought that individuals may have increased access to the spiritual world, making it a lot easier to connect with spirits, ancestors, deities, or receive insights from the other side. This concept is significant in various spiritual and cultural traditions around the world, and it's often associated with specific dates, seasons, and rituals. So here's a breakdown of the significance of the thinning of the veil in some different traditions. This, of course, doesn't encompass them all, but for most of you who are listening, a lot of these will will make sense. So we're going to start with Samhain, and that's Samhain. So a lot of it's, it looks, the word Samhain looks like you say Samhain, but it's actually pronounced Samhain. I actually just learned this recently. I was like, what are, why do I keep hearing Samhain? And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh my gosh, Samhain is actually pronounced Samhain. And so I wanted to make sure I shared that today. If you hear that, that's what it is. And it's the equivalent of Halloween to us, but Samhain um, is celebrated on October 31st, and it's a Celtic tradition. It's often considered one of the most well-known instances of the thinning of the veil, and it marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter. Samhain is one of the four primary Celtic seasonal festivals, the others being Imbolc, which is February 1st, Beltane, which is May 1st, and um, Lunasa, which is August 1st. And Celtics believed that this time during Samhain, the boundary between the world of the living and the world of the spirits was at its thinnest. People would light bonfires and leave offerings for their ancestors, believing that they could communicate with, you know, those who had departed and and really honor them. The next one a lot of us have heard about, too, is Dia de los Muertos, and that's the Day of the Dead. 
celebrated in Mexico and other Latin American countries from October 31st to November 2nd. Dia de los Muertos is a time to remember and honor deceased loved ones. During this celebration, it's really believed that the veil between the living and the dead is lifted, allowing for communication with departed souls. Families could build ofrendas, which are altars, and leave offerings to welcome the spirits back. Then there's All Saints Day and All Souls Day. This is a a Christian tradition. November 1st is All Saints Day and November 2nd is All Souls Day. And these days are dedicated to remembering and honoring saints and deceased loved ones. The belief is that during this time, the veil between the living and the dead is thinner. So hello, this is a common theme here, making it really a suitable period for prayer, remembrance, and seeking intercession from saints. Then there's a lot of modern spiritual practices that happen during this time. So beyond traditional and cultural celebrations, many contemporary practices that are spiritual also embrace these concepts of thinning of the veil. So mediumship, divination, and practices like maybe seances often occur with the intention of connecting with spirit during times when the veil is believed to be thinner. Overall, this concept of like the thinning of the veil is really a a cross-cultural belief that underscores the idea that there are really specific moments or occasions when our connection to the spiritual realm is more accessible and more profound. These beliefs and traditions provide opportunities for us collectively as a tribe to remember and honor our ancestors, seek guidance from spiritual entities and reflect on the mysteries of life and death. So now I'd like to take a closer look at Samhain, a time to celebrate and reflect and invite you to welcome in some new practices or traditions to be embracing of your own magic as we experience the enchantment of this holiday. So as you all know, Halloween is really the modern day counterpart to Samhain. Since most of us mamas are doing so much to celebrate Halloween with our kiddos, um, pause, I actually just finished my room parent responsibility to plan the Halloween party for my five-year-old. So this is just so apropos that most of us are doing a lot of planning for our kids to make it this fun, magical, and memorable experience for them. So I want to ask you that you take the opportunity to connect with energies of this special time and make it magical and memorable for you as well. Here are some ideas. This is not encompassing all of them, but I wanted to give you some real tangible takeaways that you could try to bring in and ring in and celebrate the magic of Samhain on Halloween. You could do an ancestor altar or an ofrenda. So this means you would create a dedicated space in your home for an ancestor altar where you would decorate it with photographs or mementos and candles and offerings like favorite foods or drinks of the people who have passed. Spend time in quiet reflection at the altar. Meditate on the memories and wisdom of your ancestors. Light candles and incense to honor and invite their presence. If you choose to light a candle, and this I think some of you might laugh when I say this, but really make sure you don't leave it unattended. Don't have it near anything that could light fire. I have to say that out of safety and to protect my own self. 
never leave a candle unattended. A lot of these practices that I'm going to mention here talk about um, using fire or candles as a part uh, of the spiritual experience to experience this holiday. So um, just keep that in mind, please be safe. The next one is to create a bonfire or a candlelight vigil. If possible, you could host an outdoor bonfire ceremony or just a fire um, fire pit. We have a fire pit in our backyard um, or a candlelight vigil. You could even use, I mean, it might not feel as authentic, but you could even use the the candles that are fake that you just turn on with a switch. If, if you're really concerned about having a fire in your location, which I get, um, especially during wildfire season, which it te- technically is here in Southern California, do whatever feels like is the most safe, but can also help you celebrate. The flickering flames of candles, of fires, can symbolize the illumination of the spirit world. Gather friends and family to share stories and memories of loved ones who have passed away. Encourage each person to speak about what they learned or inherited from their ancestors. The next thing to try is divination and or oracle cards. Samhain is considered an excellent time for divination and receiving messages from the spirit world. You can use cards, tarot tarot cards, oracle cards, angel cards, incantations, um, pendulums, or any other tools that you've heard of to seek guidance. Set up a sacred space, light candles, and meditate before drawing cards or creating any incantations. Now, I do have to say, and you've heard this mentioned in previous podcasts before. I only delve and, you know, experience the white light of these energies. And I really encourage you to all ground, shield, and protect and call in only the most positive white light, uh, meaning that it's high vibration energy um, and spirits that are there for the highest and best. Um, So I really encourage you to incorporate that and some of those practices into any of this that you're doing to call in messages from the other side. The next thing is to have an ancestral feast, host a special meal with family and friends, incorporating dishes and recipes that were favorites of your ancestors or traditional to your cultural heritage. During the meal, take turns with sharing stories about your ancestors and their significance in your life. Talk about the harvest feast um, that you've had in the past that maybe generated some of these memories you've had about ancestors or your past or have sparked some of your interest in maybe touching the realms of the other side. I like to talk about a personal story here. And if my sisters are listening, they might laugh or might just think, oh, that was so fun. But we used to, when all of us lived close to each other here in Southern California, my older sister and my younger sister and I would come together for a harvest feast and, you know, we would plan it and it would be like kind of silly and fun. And we'd plan a fun meal, do vision boards and create, you know, musical playlists. And we didn't plan much deeper than that. It was just really to have fun. Right. But there was magic that was made when we came together the energies of one another played off of, you know, each of us. And we created a new energy. We created new connection, deeper connection to each other, to ourselves, to our ancestors. 
And I love remembering those times because we would make meals that felt really nourishing that maybe we weren't eating regularly. Um, you know, cakes and, um, things that we would adorn and delicious teas with herbs that we hadn't had before and do vision boards about what we were calling in for this last quarter of the year. So that's an example of doing an ancestral feast in your own way. And then what will come after the feelings that come after and what you can continue to generate once you actually leave the physical experience of doing that. The next one I'd like to recommend is some sort of like spirit walk, or if you are so bold, you could even do a cemetery visit or cemetery walk. Some of you might actually have cemeteries that you'd like to visit to honor somebody who might have passed. This would be a great time to do that. You could do that during daylight hours to pay respects again to your ancestors, leave flowers, small offerings on their grave sites. Alternatively, if that's not something you want to do, if you're not ready for, or you don't really have that access or opportunity or, or need based on your personal situation, you'd go on a spirit walk in a nearby forest or a natural area, bring offerings for nature spirits and take time to reflect on the cycles of life, life, death, and everything that you see within the natural world. The next thing you could do and make it really fun, especially as a mama is mask making or a costume ritual, create masks or costumes that represent your ancestors or mythical figures associated with the season, like the crone or the horned God, wear these during your Sawan rituals. I mean, have fun with it, right? Why not? The act of donning a mask or, or a costume, it can really help you embody the energy of these archetypes and connect with their wisdom. The next one is a guided meditation. And I love this because, you know, I do a lot of meditating and, and try to get clear without being guided. Like that's, that's something I've been practicing a lot as I've been on the spiritual path, but this would be a really fun time to do a guided meditation around a Sawan ritual. You could participate or lead a guided meditation session focused on connecting with your ancestors mm-hmm. or exploring the mysteries of life and death, incorporate the rituals of lighting candles Um, casting a circle, invoking energies of the season during any of these meditative practices. The last one I'll mention is really a harvest walk or offering. Take a walk through an orchard or a garden or a bunch of fallen leaves or apples or any other sort of autumn item, could be a pumpkin patch even, and use these offerings on your ancestor altar and in a ritual. Express gratitude for the abundance of the harvest season honor the cycle of life and rebirth. Remember that the most important aspect of these rituals and celebrations is the intention and the sincerity with which you approach them. And you can, of course, tailor any of these to your own beliefs, traditions, and or spiritual path. And, you know, let your heart guide you in creating the most meaningful and profound experience. So, After having done some or many or one of these, it's really time to reflect and embrace your own inner magic. Again, October's magic is a reflection of the magic within you. And it's likely that after doing some of these, participating in a ritual, you'll have generated an experience that you want to reflect on and, you know, perhaps even hold on to as we close out this year and and beyond. 
So the three things I suggest you do after any of these rituals are journal, journal about your experience, write down what, you know, what came to you? Did a spirit come to you? Did an energy, you know, say something? Did you hear a message? Write it down so you don't forget. Next is to meditate. Spend some quiet time alone. Just let, let all of that process, let all of it marinate. Let your body feel into what that was like to honor this amazingly magical month. And lastly, be in nature and you know, I highly recommend no music, no other people, no distractions. Just be in nature. Of course, do it at a safe time, um, in a safe place so that you're being safe. But I find that being in a space that's, you know, full of nature, it can even be a park in a spot that nobody else is. You know, I have a place near me um, that's a playground, but it's surrounded by a grassy field. And there's these two beautiful jacaranda trees and they have this beautiful shade and circle of purple flowers that has fallen off of them. And there's something really magical about sitting under those trees and looking up as these purple flowers fall over me. And I can see just like the sacred geometry of the trees above me with the light shining through and I can feel the tree and I can feel the vibration and the heat of the tree on my hands there's something so healing about it. So doing those three things would be really, really helpful for you to process everything that you celebrated and then to make some sort of um, transformation, continue that growth, to continue that learning and really embody it, really embody what you created, what resonates most with you after trying one of these What are the physical feelings that came up? Can you name them? What are the emotions that you experienced? Write that all down, meditate on it, share it with nature. To close out, I just want to share that embracing your own magic and your own intuition, especially during such an amazing month like October, can really be a powerful self-discovery, powerful transformational time for you. And I don't want it to pass you by. Of course it will come around next year again, but there's something so fleeting about October, but also something so eternal that can be created if you spend the time. So I really encourage you to embrace the magic, the thinning of the veil, the opportunities for personal growth and spiritual connection. And I can't wait to hear how it goes. I just want to thank you for tuning in and exploring this with me. And I'm so excited to continue to bring you more magical episodes for this month of October and beyond. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you everyone so much for being here. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring soulful content your way each week. You can also join my community via my socials, which you can find in the show notes. Until next time, bye for now.